Hey John from FatSexBlog.com here. Today I want to talk about what I consider to be the number one mistake many aspiring bloggers make and the simple solution to prevent it. Alright, so I get a lot of emails from readers, which is fun. I do, I read them all. And one common type of email I get from readers would be something like this. Uh, John, love your stuff. Been reading you for years. All right, that's a gratuitous flattery I'm going to throw in there. Here's my problem. I started my niche site six years ago. After three months of writing great content, I earned a grand total of $3. I got frustrated, stopped publishing. I jumped around trying different things online to make a buck. Nothing worked. Fast forward six years, I now really want to grow that site. Should I do it? Is it a good niche? Is blogging dead? Did I miss the boat? That sort of thing. All right, so this is pretty common, unfortunately, and, and, you know, it's... I've had my fair share of false starts. I, I like. I completely understand the question. So, here's how I respond generally to this type of email. All right. So, uh, basically, I'll say, unfortunately, three months is not really enough time to give a new niche site a go. It really takes six months to twelve months to get some traffic going, get a blog off the ground, to see really what the potential is going to be. The good news is you made money. Listen, it's only three bucks. All right, but. If you can make three bucks, you can make a lot more. Okay, you can make three thousand, you can make thirty thousand, and so forth. The only difference, really, between a site that's making three bucks and a whole lot more is content and time, and that's really the formula. So, the other good news is, unless your site is destroyed by Google because of bad links or something else that you did that went against Google guidelines, uh, your site now has been sitting around for a while. So you got a nicely aged domain, which always helps and you have some content there. So that's a whole lot better than starting from scratch. Now, here's the bad news. Bad news is not all sites will be a success. I've started a few stinkers over the years. Uh, niche selection's hard. Maybe you picked the wrong niche for yourself. So, so that's a tough decision you have to make at this time, whether to carry on or to start from scratch. The other bit of bad news, I shouldn't say it's a bit, it's a lot, is it's a lot of work. I know it looks easy for someone, you know, like me who's been doing this full time over 10 years. I have the resources to hire some help. Yeah, it looks super easy. I get it. I, I distinctly remember when it was just me, I was getting started and reading other people who were having great success. It was frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. I know, but really that's what it is. It's just a matter of writing the content and giving it time. So publishing 18 articles over three months, not going to do it. You're going to publish way more than that, 100, 200, 300, really to get the needle moving. Now, there are exceptions, of course. Now, this is turning into a long-winded answer. I don't write this for everybody who emails me. I'm just sort of giving you the, the general gist of what I would say. The you know, it really depends on the keywords you do, how much SEO you know and can do effectively. I mean, some people are really good at SEO can get a lot of traffic to a few articles, people who aren't really into doing SEO and rather going to have to rely on the sort of the, the brute strength, just publish, publish, publish. So that's that's the different approach. Both work. you got to sort of choose what you're going to do. So uh, should you fire up the old site again? Uh, you know, it boils down to this. Do you like it? Do, don't, don't make the decision based on you want the you know, be your own boss, you want flexible hours, work from anywhere sort of thing. Those are those are wonderful benefits, no question, but don't base a decision on that. You have to actually like doing it because you're going to put a lot of time into this. And, you know, all those collateral benefits don't make up for, you know, the hours and hours and hours you're going to do something if you don't like doing it. So if you like it, then go for it. And just keep in mind, 
there's no guarantee. It's, it's starting a business, no guarantee of business. So that's my response. So the big mistake is a lot of people start and they're fired up and then they stop because they're not getting the results that they want. And and I totally get it because it's super frustrating and it does take a long time. But you know what? I mean, most, most models online do. I mean, you're not going to... Some people get lucky, uh, you know, and it, it's frustrating to read those too because, I mean, I certainly didn't do this overnight. But I mean, think about people who build up, it's a totally different business, but they build up a big following on Twitter and then are able to sell stuff, promote stuff, build an email newsletter, monetize it in various ways. It's quite a bit different than a than a niche site type model. It takes a long time to build up on Twitter and some people get really frustrated with it. And, and, and so that too, it takes a long time and it's just a matter of, consistently doing it over and over and over. So don't stop, especially if you think you're putting out good content and you're happy with it and you like the work. All right. Now there are some additional common beginner blogger mistakes that people make. I don't want to run through because these are basics and they're easily avoided. But the other thing to keep in mind is this whole blogging gig. This isn't, this isn't surgery. It's not piloting 200 people in a commercial jumbo jet where you know mistakes are fatal almost every mistake in this blogging gig can be fixed and is not a big deal but here here's some quick guidelines i want to give to beginners all right so first off choosing a niche uh choosing a niche is hard people sometimes spend way too much time on it uh you really you know it's it's hard to really basically my major litmus test here is choose a niche that you can produce really the best content for. Now, there's a whole bunch of other things. I'm not going to get into it. That's like an entire podcast on its own. That's like a standalone course because it's a big deal. But really think about if you choose a niche, can you generate really good content for it? And a lot of it. That, that's what it boils down to. If you know nothing about it, can you hire someone who does know about it and pay them and have them do it? Uh, you know, I, I know and I'm interested in a lot of topics, but there's some niches I just tend to do a better job with. And it's just this. I've had false starts and I, I chalk it up to, I just really couldn't tap into that niche the way I wanted to and it didn't really work out. And not only for myself, I, had, I struggled instructing writers to do it. And so it just didn't work out. So you really need to think about what you can really uh, serve uh, and choose a top uh, a topic or niche where... You know, you're really going to do a good job for it. All right, domain selection, don't overthink this. You want it to be relevant to your niche. You don't want to be too niche down. You know, if you're going to if you're going to write, if you really want to write about German shepherds, that's a good niche. That's sizable. But don't do like uh, germanshepherdguy.com. Uh, uh, pick something, maybe a level up like dog something or other.com. Uh, just it gives you a little bit of leeway if you want to expand down the road. Uh, website design. Well, this is a tough one, actually. My my mo and my what I said for years and years is don't waste time and especially money on website design. I'm adjusting my view on that a little bit. Uh, I think that design has its place now. Uh, it's hard because I mean, a mobile. How much design can you really put in a website? I still don't really put any design on my sites except for fat stacks, and that's only because I. I work with a graphic designer on there, so he's able to do all that. So yeah, I think design matters a little bit, but when you're getting started, don't worry about it. Just pick a theme and go for it, right? When you got lots of traffic and you want to you want to mess around with design and pay someone to do it, then that's great. But but don't be like, go take 3,000 bucks and hire someone to do a cool logo and, and a fancy uh, header or something. That's just really wasting your money out of the gates. Uh, keyword research, 
you know, really just need to start with the seed topic, cover that entire topic with a number of articles, whatever number of articles it takes, do a really good job with that. Just methodically go, you know, topic one, do all the articles, topic two, do all the articles and just bang them out. Don't hem and haw over, you know, a couple of keywords. If you write some articles on some topics that potentially don't get any traffic, well, guess what? You join the bloggers club. I got lots of, lots of articles that don't get any traffic. On the flip side, I have lots of articles that get way more traffic than I ever thought they would. You know, the whole point is in the long run, it, the overall growth of your traffic uh, is going to just keep happening. You, In the long run, you're going to have setbacks. But So don't overthink the keyword research too much. Like even if you need to cover a topic well and it includes going after a really high competition keyword, you may not get any traffic to that for a number of years maybe never, but if it's a topic that's important, if it's an article topic that's important to the overall part of the website, then cover it. Uh, really, you know, I you can get overwhelmed very, very quickly with keyword research because with tools these days, they can like spit out hundreds, thousands, and then you got this massive list and you could spend days and weeks and months organizing it all. And it could become overwhelming. You can actually like waste way too much time on that. That's not what I do. You want to just get 10 to 30 right out of the gates and get writing. It's the publishing and the momentum that's going to get you excited about this. Uh, don't waste your first three months trying to organize your entire site for the next five years. I don't think that that's the right way to go. Things are going to change and really you just want that publishing momentum going. Uh, writing. You don't need to be a perfect writer for this work. The better you are, the, the, the better that is. And if you hate writing and are an absolutely horrible, I think there's a difference. If you hate writing, don't do it. Go do something else because it's a lot of writing unless you have the money to hire someone. If you're not a great writer, but you like it, you can become a better writer. I was not a great writer when I started. I'm a much better writer now. I'm still not a perfect writer. I'm not even close. I make a lot of mistakes. I should probably put more time into the editing. So yeah, I have my weaknesses, but I'm good enough to make it work. And that's really what matters. And people like the content. So that's good. So you don't have to be perfect. Keep at it. You get better. It's, it's actually amazing how quickly you get better at writing this stuff. Outsourcing. Uh, hiring is hard. It's really hard because you never know. It's fraught with uncertainty. Uncertainty is stressful. And so you just have to give it a shot. And don't be afraid to let someone go if they're not doing a good job. I mean, that's part, it's part, of, the, part of the deal, owning a business. I don't like doing it. I don't, I don't relish. I don't I don't take any pleasure in having to let anyone go ever, but I've had to do it uh, because I can't pay for somebody who can't do the job. So that's going to happen. Just hire the best you can. Don't belabor it. Again, it's like keyword research. Don't belabor it. You got to get started. I usually, what's nice when you, you know, whether you post an ad wherever for, to hire someone, uh, I like online jobs.ph for VAs and I like pro blogger for writers uh, you know, you know, you have in your account all those applicants. So if someone didn't work and you and you did have a short list of four or five, well, then you, you've got a few more to to give a shot really quickly without having to go through the whole process. So I, I do that a lot. I uh, guess block blogging uh, for your objection. Now I I don't actually do any guest blogging. I I did years ago. I've done my fair share of it, and and it's not a not a terrible thing to do to start helping your website get a little traction, but. You know, the fear of getting rejection is, it can be big, it can block, it can stop you from doing it. Uh, it's hard for me to really hammer the table about this topic because I don't do it. But if you want to do it, 
don't worry about rejection. It's going to happen. You're going to get rejected. It, it's, that's just, it's a numbers game. Hopefully you get on a good site and then you get the ball rolling. And social media, well, that's that's trial and error. And no, I don't think there are many niches out there that are operate awesome on all social media platforms. You have to find your way there. And that too takes time. I would just take that slow and steady unless you are intentionally getting rolling in a particular niche because of the social media. And that's going to be your focus. That's totally cool. You know, there are there are niches where Pinterest can work really well, fairly quickly. Um, Facebook is one of those hot and cold. Facebook was awesome for a long time. Now it's not not been so great lately. I don't know. They changed their algorithm. So that's up and down. Uh, Instagram can be great. You know, you, you just have to sort of find your way here, test and, and try things and see what's going to work. Ultimately, hopefully you find one or two that are going to be really, really good because it's good to diversify your traffic these days from being 100% dependent on Google, in my view. And so I would definitely try to make one or two social platforms work. Lastly, email marketing. Again, this is one of those things that's really depends on the niche, depends on what you're wanting to do with email marketing. I would, too many people say the money's in the list. Those people are often talking to a business audience and for business niches, email is very powerful, very powerful and very effective and lucrative for business niches, but not so much for a lot of other niches like German shepherds. All right. Unless you are running an e-com store, then then that could be fairly effective. But if you're not, if you're just doing an info blog with display ads and maybe some affiliate links, I'm not saying email is a waste of time. I'm saying just have realistic expectations. It's not going to be the main driver of your revenue, most likely. If you figure it out, then really, really uh, hats off to you. That is awesome. And then focus on your on your email. If you're, if you're getting really good revenue results with a few thousand subscribers from email, make that the focus. That is really, really great because you control the email. That will be, that's, that'd be a fantastic online publishing uh, a business that you set up. So, all right. Now, these mistakes I just listed, all right, none of them are a big deal, right? You pick the wrong keyword, big deal. You don't write a perfect article, not a big deal. Outsourcing, hire the wrong person, not a big deal. Guest blogging, get rejection, don't get the results you want from a few of your first guest blogging efforts, not a big deal. These can all be overcome. You choose the wrong social media platform, it doesn't really work, not a big deal. Now, this is a big deal, okay? There are a few a few areas that do require special care and you want to avoid these mistakes. Again, this, these are not life and death situations, fortunately, but you really do need to take care. And the first is AdSense, all right? So you do not want to get your site banned from the Google advertising ecosystem at all. So if you do apply for AdSense, you don't necessarily have to, Okay, but if you do and you put ads on there, you really don't want to go against the AdSense guidelines whatsoever because the Google ads are part of any ad network you may use down the road. And if you have a ban with your AdSense account, it could affect your ability to earn with other networks. So just whatever you do, don't get banned with Google AdSense. Don't run afoul pretty much of Google anything because in a lot of ways, they basically run the whole blogging industry. No, it's not fair, but that's the reality. Link building. Link building is a risky endeavor. I don't really do it, okay? I don't do it at scale. I think in some niches it's necessary, but it's not something I do. It's risky. I've been I've been hit hard. Uh, in 2012, when the whole uh, Google Penguin came out and the, went after unnatural link building, which I had done plenty of up until that point, I got hammered. I am now very gun shy of link building. So I don't do it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it, 
But if you are going to do it, be careful because you can cook your site and it's hard to recover sites that, that receive some sort of vicious link building penalty from Google. So just be aware of that. Uh, spam and malware. You definitely want to take some security measures with your site. I use Rocket.net Hosting. They uh, do a really great job with security. There are plugins for security. There's lots of ways to make your site secure. I used to, eyes would glaze over with boredom and disinterest whenever I read anything about website security. And then lo and behold, I had a malware attack and it was it was really bad. And Google, it was so bad, Google actually de-indexed the entire site. And this this was a site been around for a long time, established, and it got totally de-indexed because it was like this, it was really, really um, a vicious malware attack. It was like this other company had taken over. I don't even know what happened. Anyways, I had to hire someone to clean it up. I did. I got it re-indexed. It was de-indexed for like four to six weeks, something like that. And it was not a pleasant four to six weeks. So... Spam and malware and security; these are important issues. You want to you want to uh, you know take steps to uh, protect your site. Copyright infringement not really going to be fatal. It could be fatal to your bank account. You want to be careful. Don't you can't use images from the internet and think it's okay just by giving a link. You could get sued for that. Successfully sued for that. You want to be careful. Use your own images. License images. Get written permissions for images. Just don't go around taking them, thinking you can use them. Uh, you need to be careful here. Uh, it's, it's not going to it's not going to necessarily ruin your website or get a de-index necessarily unless you get a lot of DMCA takedowns in Google. But it can hurt your wallet. These are some of these claims are ridiculously high. They're kind of nonsense. But you know, a lot of us don't really have the resources to be hiring lawyers to fight them, and so you just want to be careful there. All right. Keep in mind, consistency and patience really important. It's really all about that. You just got to keep plugging away. And yeah, I, I could tell you from firsthand experience, when I read about affiliate marketing, like it was like a bomb exploded in my brain. Light bulb went off. I was like, wow. I, I mean, I just immediately like thought the potential was enormous. And it is enormous and still is enormous. I was excited about it. But I was also naive. I really thought I could I could achieve a lot of revenue a lot quicker than I did. It took me a long time to figure it out. This stuff's not easy. Listen, we have very low barriers to entry and, and all of this stuff. Like we don't need degrees, we don't need certificates, you don't even need really much money at all to get going with websites or other platforms to rank content. So the competition is fierce. It really is. It's in many ways a zero-sum game. And there are not a lot of spots in Google that get a lot of traffic. And there are many, so many eyeballs that will see social media posts. So it is fierce out there. And so it takes a while to get established. So keep that in mind. And but and one thing to, to counteract that is, is do the best content you can, but you also need to be consistent. Don't one epic article. You might get lucky, but generally speaking, it's just not going to do it. All right. So keep hammering away at it. It really does compound. Your first 50 articles, you'll earn nothing. The next 50, you're going to build on the 50. The next 50, you're going to build on the previous 100 and so forth. And it's like compounding. I have articles that generate $1,000 a month and have for years and years and years and years. Now, that is more the exception than the rule, but it's true. And this stuff, the revenue just keeps building up on top of each other. All right, so that's the whole point. That's that's what attracted me to this. If if each article earned for 24 hours, then it's like back to the drawing board. I got to write again. I wouldn't be doing this. 
I could just be a freelance writer, do something different. That's basically trading time for money. But the whole point of this is I can build up a somewhat passive revenue stream just by publishing more and more content. All right. Thanks for listening.